temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three... Two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. DA with you. This is the show about the show, as we like to say, the show with it. And you can always find us on iTunes. Simply search Permission Granted Podcast. You'll get all the episodes. All of them are archived there, I believe, dating back quite a number of of months, if not years. And then also, uh, this is on the normal DA show podcast feed, as well as our Facebook page and our Twitter page. So check it out there, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this next broadcast. We have a brand-new Nomad episode, which will be released. We are taping this on Tuesday morning after the show. It's really Tuesday afternoon, and it'll be by the end of Tuesday night. I put my personal deadline on this because I want to get this out because it's so good because I just came back from Auburn, my annual college football road trip, and uh, I thought about having my buddy Penn's Two of us, and you now heard of Penns a number of times with the PGP because he did the color commentary with me on the flag football game of Mraz, the Young Guns against Mr. Six. He also has sent Mraz deep dish frozen pizzas from Chicago as a thank you for doing his picks league with him. We've talked about that. And now Penns and I are kind of the, we're the originals when it comes to this college football road trip. He and I graduated SU together. And since we've just every year got the, gone on these college road trips. The the other faces have changed, but he and I have been the consistent, the constant. So this year we decided on Auburn, ended up being the great game against Georgia. We knew it would be a good one because Georgia was supposed to be good. Auburn was going to be good. We didn't know it was going to come down to Georgia being number one, the CBS game. We thought it could be the CBS game, judging for the rest of the slate, the schedule, but we didn't quite know. So anyway, ended up being a great time. I thought about having pens on this show to talk about the experience, However, he got bumped because we had massive internal news about Mraz, which we have to discuss. But so sorry, Pans, but I'm sure you'll understand. So the first part is this Nomad episode going to uh, to Auburn that I'm going to release here tonight is going to be. I think it's going to be really interesting. And Mraz, you're interested in the in the food part of things, the food and the drink part of things. Well, I'm interested in all of it. I go on a Giants road trip every year. So I like the idea of seeing different atmospheres and tailgates and everything that goes with it. Love the food, obviously, but I want to see what uh, you know Auburn is all about. The coolest thing was that Auburn has this uh, this thing that was totally open to the public, which is between 4 and 6 p.m. the night before the game on Friday night. Everybody's invited. It's open to the public. You walk through the locker room, the Auburn locker room. You walk out into the field. You get to take pictures in the end zone, underneath the goalpost, et cetera. 
take in the stadium, come back around, and then you kind of get to walk through the locker room, and that's where Bo Jackson's Heisman Trophy is. Oh, that's cool. You have um, the captain's uniform set up and set out. You have, like, the, the posters on the on the walls promoting the game, old pictures of old players. Cam Newton, maybe? Yeah, Well, and then you walk out of the locker room and back into the walkway, and they have giant murals to the Cam Newton National Championship team of 2010, and then the miracle year of 2013, which is the kick six year, right. and uh, the miracle on the planes, the tipped pass. And so you have all of these cool highlights, and then you get to see all of that before the game the next day. And outside the stadium, they have statues of all three of their Heisman Trophy winners, including Bo Jackson and Cam Newton. So that is awesome. Um, and so, like, the eagle flying in and and everything about that was just – it was such a great game day atmosphere. The Tumor's Corner getting rolled was awesome as well. So that will all be in this episode, which you can find on YouTube by searching my name, The Nomad – which is Damon spelled backwards. Are we get a little extended episode here. Or are we getting in and out here in seven minutes? This will be minimum ten. Okay. This will be need it. This, don't don't squeeze out stuff that's good. Yeah, this will be a long episode. Um, I got to figure out what I'm going to cut out. But this is now the third college road trip episode because we did Tus- Tuscaloosa or Ole Miss against Bama last year, right? And then I did Knoxville solo last year as well, right? Tennessee. So this is okay. the third. So yeah, I'm excited to put this out and then. The, the tailgate was great. It was 30 bucks, all you can eat, all you can drink. And it was under a tent. Um, and Did they, you pre-plan that, or you just have to walk up and stumble on it? A buddy of mine, uh, a big, huge Auburn uh, fan uh, named Titans Rob, because he's a big Tennessee Titans fan. Um, I call him Big Rob, because Big Rob is probably 6'3", and... More than three spins. He's a oh wow, he's a big boy. Okay, left so, tackle your friends with. Yeah, me and him next to one another look like Laurel and Hardy are the number ten. So <laughs> he, uh, I told him that I was going to come down. He didn't have tickets, and then through my connections, we had four tickets for ourselves. Then we were going to be able to get two other tickets. So I said, "Hey, man, we got two extra tickets. Um, do you want to come down and see it?" He's like, "Absolutely, I'm in. I'll take you around the tailgates." So he got us into this Auburn tailgate. It was 30 bucks, all you can eat, all you can drink. And they also had a karaoke singer doing country songs the whole time. That's awesome. Which I loved. So uh, what would you go with? We got It was a 2.30 kick. I wanted to leave tailgate at 2 to get inside the stadium for everything. In fact, we left at one forty-five to make sure we saw everything. Right. Um, so what time did you arrive? 10? We got there at 10 a.m. All right, so you got three, hour, three and a half hours. Almost four. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. What would you have gone with open bar? Well, you're not, you got to remember, you're not drinking in the game. Yes. It is open bar. You're not drinking in the game because it's a college stadium. You know what, though? It's early afternoon. I would say the easy choice would be you're down there, maybe a little whiskey. I would probably still stick with beers, though, because I want to be able to not be blinded and understand what's going on in the game for me. Would the food alter uh, your choice there? Perhaps. You know what? A lot of time with me with an open bar, it's instinctual, too. Okay. okay. So, you know, I got to line up. I see what's lined up there, and yeah. I go, you know, maybe I want a coconut rum. Maybe I want a little bit of a whiskey. Maybe I just want beers. Maybe I want light beer. Maybe I want a little bit of, a, you know, an amber. Okay. But, yeah, the food, I guess, would sway that. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to dance around that. It's but. fine. Uh, the food was fried catfish, hush puppies. Oh, boy. Spicy sausage. I guess 30 bucks ain't getting you a hot dog and a hamburger, huh? 
and then also uh, burgers and um, coleslaw and potato salad. Oh God, yeah. So with that, I didn't make, I didn't let that alter what I was gonna drink, mm-hmm. but um, it, it was great. I mean, fried cat, all the fried catfish and hush puppies you could eat, oh. and smoked sausage. But going to the game was perfect. Oh man, I would have stuffed my face. And I didn't go hamburger. And, no, well, why would you? And Penns and I talked about this, and he's like, you know. The burgers are good, he says, but I can get a burger anywhere. Right. Where else am I going to get fried catfish and hush puppies? 30, that's a great, great, 30 bucks? Yeah. Oh, what did you drink? Did so, I want to share that here? No, that's fine. I, I went in and I wasn't going to. Now I want a hush puppy, by the way. I, I, I know, they were so good. I wasn't going to go hard alcohol because I wanted to really, you know, be able to. You don't want to be somebody dragged out of a stadium like exactly. we just talked about. And it was 10 a.m. Right. So if I start now, it's a bad idea. Pens went and uh, he had he brought a coffee. We, we dropped by a coffee shop. Um, brought a coffee. He brought a coffee. He had a coffee from McDonald's. Classic Pens. And he said, uh, <laughs> he said, just fill this up with Jack. Okay. <laughs> he said coffee and Jack was in his coffee. Uh, other guys, Big Rob was drinking uh, Jack and Coke. He had a giant Coke, like one of those sixty-four ounce Cokes. A Schwartz special on the overnight. <laughs> yeah, and just had him dump like half a thing of Jack in there. I was like, that's eh, gonna knock me around early. I said, just give me a beer. And then he started mixing up a bloody for somebody. Mm. And I said, you know what? Give me the bloody. That, but see, that's an acceptable hard liquor drink early. It's made for brunch. Exactly. It's made for that exact time frame. So it was great, a little spicy. It was the tomato juice was great, crushed ice, the whole thing, bingo, bango. Sometimes a Bloody Mary could also be treated like a salsa if you want. <laughs> Dipping the chips in, you're drinking while you're eating. That's a great point. Had one. I said, you know what? I'm going to get another one of these. I had another. I said, I'm going to get another one of these. Three bloodies. Okay. And I started feeling real good. And then I said, okay, now I'm good. Just give me a beer. So I think I had maybe two beers after that. And, I think uh, you nailed what you had to do there. And I felt great going in there because it was it got cold, got into the stadium. It was blustery. The, the clouds had come over. Um, it was probably in the high 40s, and that was during the day, and then obviously it dropped because it was a 2.30 kick, so we didn't get out of there until 6. It was great because you know what? I, I had a little charge going in, and then I could actually watch the game and pay attention to the game the entire day. And, and you're relaxed, too. Yeah, you know what I mean? and there's no beer being sold inside the stadium, so you just you basically now just enjoy football. I think that's the way to you're do it. You're not distracted. I hate to be that way, and they'll never do it. I think I'm anti-beer sales within the stadiums. Now, they'll never do it because of the decline in attendance. but And also the revenue. And the revenue, right. Eh, you know what? Unless you just put beer carts out in that parking lot so you can't bring your own. You're buying yeah. here, but do them at reduced prices. Right. So it was a great time. I had a lot of fun. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, doing the show from, we did Sunday morning football from um, the 680 The Fan, brand new studios across from uh, the new SunTrust Park, home of the Braves. So our Atlanta affiliate is literally right across the street from the brand new stadium. So brand new facility that just moved in in June. I would assume that they're the Braves radio network. And if they're not, <laughs> maybe they should bid on that. Yeah, no, I think they are. Okay. I, I, I think they have all of the teams. If I'm not mistaken, I think they got them all. So, um, yeah, it was it was cool. The only thing is I don't get this stadium deal over there because they b- built a brand-new stadium in what they hope to be a walking shopping district. So, you know, Atlanta's such a driving city. There's no there's no MARTA that goes there. There's not a train stop. Uh, there's no public transportation outside of a bus, I guess. But so you got to drive. Everybody drives. Traffic's just a 
hellish in Atlanta. And then, so you drive there, and then I guess you park in the garages and then walk around. But it seems so difficult for cars to get in and out around there that I would think that it is a, a mess. But I don't know. Maybe they're doing it right. I mean, I would think with Civic Planning, they'd figure this out. It's a brand new stadium. Did the stadium look nice enough that you'd want to visit it in your tour of ballparks, if you will? I think so. I don't think it's necessarily unique in any way. I didn't hear anything or see anything this year that made it seem like you got to see this when you go to Atlanta. It's just insert new cookie-cutter baseball stadium here. felt like that, but it looked like it was nice. And well, I would obviously assume. new. Right. Um, and it was cool that there are sports bars around it, so you can go to a bunch. And I guess that was the big problem with Turner Field. Everybody said there was nothing to do around Turner Field. It you never park your car, walk into the gate, and that's it. And never spurred any economic development. So the weird thing, though, is just that now the Braves play all the way out in the suburbs. I mean, it's like a half-hour drive with no traffic outside of Atlanta. And no, like, uh, commuter system. And there's no train. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Maybe that's where their target audience of baseball well, fans they is. Said. They said Cobb County is where we have the majority of our season ticket base, but very controversial, I learned. Okay, interesting. Very controversial, yeah. Almost because they built it out there without a train stop. To and keep people out? Hoping that the riffraff didn't didn't come. Whoa. Yeah. Major bombs here on the PGP. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that was that. That was a great trip, and you'll see it all in, as part of Nomad. Okay, the reason we couldn't have pens on today is because we have to tackle a monster moment, and that is, A, the bosses, the powers that be, giving you not one but two fill-in shifts as your first time hosting on CBS Sports Network, CBS Sports Radio. Five years in, you're finally getting your crack out of you. Been, you've been hankering for this for years you're going to be hosting the overnights in for Amy on Thursday morning, 2A to 6A Eastern going into Thanksgiving morning, and then 2A to 6A Eastern going into Black Friday. So congratulations. First off, off the bat, I mean, this is an amazing opportunity. Uh, I'm pumped. This is a big moment in my career, big moment in my life, and uh, I'm ready to tackle it. I'm ready to go. So this is awesome. I'm very excited for you. I mean, genuinely very excited. I can remember, you know, my first shift getting on the air and how excited I was. And it wasn't on network radio. It was in Fort Myers, Florida and Rochester, New York. So I know how exciting this moment can be, especially in a big stage. Um, we'll talk more about your preparation, your nerves, um, you know, what's going to go into the show on our show. Right. But um, the other part of this is that Bogish submarined you today. I thought we, we were going to do a big announcement on the show, and I me was too. I was waiting. Yeah, me too. I was waiting because I didn't know if the bosses wanted us to do it yet. I asked you even before the show today, when can we talk about this? And you said, well, the schedule didn't officially come out until Thursday. Maybe we wait until then. Maybe run it by our boss. Bogus during Trash Tuesday. Trash is the management for giving you a slot. It's Probably the lowest moment of Andrew Bogus's brief history on the DA show. <laughs> I'll say this. I found out last week, but was told, hey, don't say anything yet until the schedule comes out. You know, I guess they're working out some other stuff. Just tell your close friends and family. And I had told you. And we kept it quiet. And that was fine. My my family knew. Yesterday, and we're taping this on Tuesday, would be Monday. I, you know, asked our boss, when am I allowed to make it? He said, you know, you could put something on Facebook, whatever, because I want to at least generate some buzz internally. From my extended friends or family I maybe haven't talked to. Maybe, you know, get some night owls to listen. Create some buzz amongst the family. And let's be honest, I'm 30 years old. A few cheap likes on Facebook never hurt anybody's ego either. Why not? So I was going for that. But Andrew Bogus being my, you know, personal friend on Facebook, because I really don't leave that open to listeners. That's just kind of something I do with, like, people I'm close to. 
sees that post and goes and runs with it on the air. And trashes management. And trashes management. For giving you the shift. First of all, this is the same guy who gets plenty of chances for management. Second of all, when he w- got that chance at MLB Network, if you remember, a couple weeks ago during the AL or NLCSs. Yeah. And I was the first one to tell you what a great opportunity this is for Andrew. I could have been cheered him. Could have been more supportive of his career. I get arguably, I would say, the biggest mode of my career to date now. And he trashes management, give me the chance, and robs me and you of that opportunity to tell the listeners exactly what's going on. And we hit him with it on Trash Tuesday. What dysfunction! This is like he might as well be the guy leaking stuff to Josina Anderson in the Giants' <laughs> locker room. What a disgrace! And he trashed you during it. Not only yeah. did he submarine the announcement, not only did he jump the gun of the announcement, trashed it, but he trashed the decision. So, because he thinks I'm lazy. And by the way, you fed right off of that with the lazy. This. What that, am I supposed thing. to say there? I mean, Have my back. How about that? He's not lazy. He worked his tail off to get this chance. He's made demo tapes. He's he's crafted his artwork or his work. I guess I could have said that. Yeah, you so, could have. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but, yeah, but any chance to throw me under the bus on the air, you'll take it. So, Bo, do you think Bogish is jealous? Uh, you know, this is typical DA now. Now he's trying to drive <laughs> a wedge. <laughs> well, Why would he be jealous? I he's got know. plenty of chances to host and is not hosting overnights. He yeah. fills in when Gio's out on Gio Jones all the time. He's hosted like 10 straight episodes of Gio Jones Morning Drive because it looks like Giannotti's probably going to get the, the WFAN Morning Show gig according to... The New York Daily News. Right. I don't know. Which is ironic. We live here. We, I mean, we work here. Have no idea what's going on. That's part three of our topic list right. here. That's the segment C that I'm going to get to. But, uh, yeah, so I wouldn't think Bogus would be jealous. I would I would think he gets all these chances, but. Unless Bogus knows that I'm very talented and he's worried that now this is uh, this is going to be a very rapid climb by me. Uh, maybe. Know. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> You ask for me to give you some controversy. I deliver you with a statement there, and then you go, ah, maybe. So what the heck is it then? Pick a side. I think maybe. Uh, look, some of this could have been just Hollywood where Bogus knows it's good radio to bash you. There was something there, though. But it was, yeah, this is why it's interesting. Because we hadn't announced it, and he took this opportunity to slam you. I wonder if it's not that he's jealous it's that he really honestly believes you don't deserve it. Like when I go out to the commercial breaks and I'm in the newsroom mm. editing, he's like working on charts for Delaware football or Stony right. Brook. You know, he's like every single minute of the day, he's preparing for his next gig, play by play, hosting, all this stuff. And I think he might just look at you as a really poor employee and a guy that has very little work ethic and just is like, why do we reward that? I, I wonder if that's part of this. You know what? Now that you're saying this, boy, this is really getting subconsciously into me. I think you're right because I just realized something. He clearly saw my personal Facebook post, and I remember, and I forgot this. I went through it about two hours ago, just scanning like who liked it. I'm up to like 160 likes. Not one of them was from him, yet he saw it and took it to Trash Tuesday. So at least he wasn't fraudulent and liking it and trashing me, but he saw it, refused to click that like button, and then took to the airwaves to bash management. He's not a friend. He's a backstabber. Well, and so this brings us to the next point. Have you gotten any friendly fire from other guys in the newsroom that they're not that thrilled for you? No, in fact, the opposite. Oh, okay. I have been told by those who know now that basically they have put the pressure on me that management's finally giving a producer a chance to host, 
and that it is on me to show them that they should give more people opportunities that I wouldn't be such a failure. Or oh, you're carrying the torch. It seems that seems to be the buzz that has been created by others. And, and I've heard this now from different people. Like this is a big opportunity, not just for you, but for all of us to show. Because if you screw up, they're going to look, we have nothing back here. Like if I'm the guy that they see out of these producers, I need to carry that torch to give other people a chance. Yeah. So I would say it's more bogus that's tanking me. Everybody else has been very supportive. So Berman's been supportive? Yes, he has. Berman has been over the over the top supportive, which almost really? scares me. That's that's surprising. Right. James Ward very supportive, but I think James Ward just wants to I think James Ward wants me to fastly do this and try to bump me out of the show to take over producing dudes because we see the fighting all the time. And if we, if his Sunday morning football is any demeanor, we don't want him producing the DA show full time down the road. You think he he wants you whacked? So that he can take over producing. I think James Ward is rooting for on-air success for me because he wants me and you to split apart down the road so he can jump into my position with you. I think that's his motive. Okay. This is all very interesting. Kenny Brock? He told me, quote, you're a fat piece of trash, (laughs) but good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's good. Okay. So that's where we're at. So we'll, we'll see. I'm fired up. Now, listen, there could be a lot of people telling me, you know, good job. And behind my back, a lot of, can you believe? At least, if if that's the case, at least Bogus shed it to my face. <laughs> right. I will give him that. So maybe backstabber is the wrong word. The body Bilotti? He seems to be, you know, pretty pumped up. But today he was a little dejected. I don't know what that was about. It wasn't a happy-go-lucky Pete today. No, I, I really don't know what it was. In what fact, anything that we did, I, nothing that I did. I don't did. think so. I didn't. I didn't come back from break late. I wasn't. No, uh, but with Pete, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So okay. that could have been anything in his life. But he did say, "Find somebody else for side B today." Huh. So I. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't poke and prod though. So for the tease for side B, the truth is it could be Kenny Brock, it could be Jay Berman. Somebody's going to be coming up here on side B. Maybe you'll have Pens in a row. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Pens. We'll, we'll bring Pens back in. The final part is I'm at the Knicks game last night. It's the uh, the Knicks-Cavs, the LeBron game, and I get a text message. Uh, I think you might have been the first one that told me that Bob Raceman from the New York Daily News reported who was going to take over for Francesa. Right. Chris Carlin, who is doing afternoons at WIP in Philadelphia, who was a the longtime producer of Mike and the Mad Dog and featured in that 30 for 30 on Mike and the Mad Dog, so people probably have known him. Um, Bart Scott, who we love. Can't wait. Uh, and Maggie Gray, who we love as well. Bart is doing a little bit of radio right now, um, locally, nothing nationally, so this is great that he got uh, the Francesa. Oh, and we should stress that nothing has been told to us, and this is from the New York Daily News that has reported this. So that's what my point is going to be. And, Mag- okay. and Maggie Gray um, from uh, SI Now that does the morning show on the weekends with Moose, who has been a friend of the show. She's just so great. She loves our show. I love her show. Um, she's awesome. She's funny. She's smart. She's just great. So this comes down last night, and everybody's texting me. Everybody. And it's in the Daily News, and then the New York Post picks it up as well. And so this is now basically gone as accepted. I'm not joking. I was in Auburn with all my guys from Syracuse uh, over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday night. Sunday night. We're wrapping things. Oh, no, Saturday night. We're wrapping things up in Atlanta. I've got to wake up to do the show. They're going to get a Sunday morning flight out. The f- last thing we talk about before we all go to bed, DA, so who's getting the Francesa job? And I'm uh, like, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. And I'm going like, 
I can't believe it's a month ago and they still don't know. My right. assumption is they don't know. Right. And all these guys are like, how is that possible? How's I go, I don't know. Shows you how much I know that 48 hours later, they had announced it. So they clearly did know that's how tight-lipped it is around here. And the Daily News of the New York Post is reporting it, and they still haven't confirmed it to any of us. Right, which is crazy. Like it, The amount of just the boss is going to stay back in their office, and they oh, we are on a need-to-know basis. And this goes for everybody around here. <laughs> everybody. And there's nothing worse than, because I feel the same questions. Like, guys, what do you think? I'm back there in these meetings? I don't know. True, but wouldn't you think we would know something? Or, like there'd or, be a little... or see people walking in and out? Like, I haven't seen Bart, Carlin, or Maggie walk through here and talk to anybody. You Not know? once. Everything is secretive. They're having, there must be secret meetings. There yeah. might be a bunker somewhere going on. Skull and crossbones. Like, you would have to imagine that Carlin and Bart and probably Maggie have done radio shows together. That they've done, like, practice shows. That's how they got Where'd they do them? Boomer and Carton together. Right. They must have done it at a secret location. I think that was the story they did. So... They so they've been doing. They must have. They couldn't just put these people together without having them together in some way, shape, or form. But how does a guy like Bob Raceman find this out? Who leaked it to him? I don't know. I, I don't know. Because um, to me, if it's those, I think four people know the main boss that we have here. I'm not going to name his name. Maggie Bart and and Carlin. So who's telling Raceman? Well, this is a decision even above just one guy. Right. This is this is a company decision because it's such a huge slot. So there must what are be, we, the old Raiders here? Who's the leaks? There must be 10 people that know, and somebody got it to Raceman. That's insane. Somebody got it to the Daily News. It's also insane that it's possible they put Bart and Carlin and Maggie in a booth in Secaucus somewhere to just see, like in the middle of the night, how it would go. Like midnight in Secaucus, you guys come here, and you're going to do you know this many topics. Like, they wouldn't do it, I guess, around here at the fan. They no, wouldn't do it which here. is ironic because they went through all these quote-unquote tryouts over the summer on the actual air. <laughs> yeah. None of those worked. Not one of them. You included, I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, it's just man. amazing. It's like nuclear secrets. It really, it it's really amazing. is. But you know what? I actually kind of like it. I like a little surprise. I do, too. And let me be the first to say I really like all three of these people. Me too. I mean, Carlin has always been great to me. Uh, Bart is just one of the guys that I love the most in this industry uh, and a friend of mine. And Maggie, I mean, look, anybody that listens to our show religiously and is able to step in here and talk about a bodega cat when she used to be single and drunk and walking around New York City eating Fritos after a giant cat was sleeping on it in a bodega is cool by me. I think Maggie's the best. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Maggie's always been kind. And obviously, I feel like Bart's success, we have a part in as well because he was so good with us for, for those couple of years. So I'm pumped for that whole show, if that is what happens. Yeah, if we, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Imagine this is the wrong story. Be very funny. Could you imagine? Big egg on the face of Raceman in that spot. I gotta go listen to a sports minute though, so I don't get fired to get my shows taken away. That's so. side A. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, as you just heard on side A with DA on the PGP. Uh, no Pete the Body Bilotti, as we just referenced. He has uh, opted out, if you will of side B. We're not going to tap Jay Berman on the shoulder. We've seen too much of him lately. And quite frankly, I'm punishing James Ward for the fact that I got to continuously produce Sunday morning football because he's been crappy at his job. So 
We bring in a very special guest, a very special surprise, somebody who quite frankly deserves to be on the PGP more since they helped originate the PGP, and that would be Kenny Branch, Kenny Brock. Kenny, what's up? You love to pat yourself on the back, don't you, bro? What do you mean, patting myself on the back? Well, you're punishing James Ward for quote-unquote producing his show, talking smack about Berman, I mean, the body blotty. you know, what does he bring to the table? <laughs> Pete's good at his job, what are you talking about? Yeah, That's Pete's my fun. guy now. Pete, oh, he's your guy? Yeah. You're a real foxhole fella. I know that. I am. I am. Well, it's good to see you haven't changed much. <laughs> um, let's just, first of all, rewind quickly to last week where the big news on the show was that I suffered a concussion playing flag football. As comical as that sounds, and I had to even miss a show to go back and revisit a doctor. I went through a CAT scan and everything like that. And you were obviously on Twitter mouthing off about my, you know, toughness and stuff like that. Your thoughts on me being out with a concussion? You're fat and you're soft. That's all it is. Wait, hold on. A concussion has nothing to do with being fat or soft. Actually, it does. If you weren't so fat, maybe you wouldn't get concussed. I don't know. Playing what? flag football? How the hell do you get a freaking concussion playing flag football? I'll be honest. Okay. I Honestly, I, a quick scenario. I got hit from behind as I was making a catch, and the guy coming up to grab my flag from in front of me, it was like I was a sandwich, and I got lowered, and my head banged the guy in front of me shoulder really hard. It hurt. I was dazed, seeing stars, everything. It was a freak accident. This is pathetic. I know. I, I now I have to qualify that as a concussion. I'm sorry. I can't the doctor do did. I went to the cat scan, and now I have to finish my career wearing a mouthpiece. Everything's a concussion nowadays. Do you know what a concussion was back in the day? It was. It was <laughs> when you were out cold. I, Mraz, true story, was playing uh, high school ball, busted through the line, made a tackle for a loss, blacked out, laid face down for like ten seconds, got up, walked to the wrong huddle. My teammate and one of my closest friends grabbed me, brought me back to the huddle to our huddle, and I played the rest of the game. All right, so I don't want to hear anything about you tripping and falling into a freaking pound of grass and whatever the hell else you said happened. Like, get the hell out of here with your bull concussion. Okay, well, there, be, there we go. That's two bleeps I got to throw into the PGP. <laughs> Kenny, you creating more work for me here. Someone's got to do some work for you. He really hasn't, hasn't changed a lick. Um, well, I did find out, and I should have brought this Why up. Why would I change? I'm, I'm happy with who I am. Why are you trying to change me, bro? <laughs> Very cool. I'm going to stay talking until I can die. All right, that's four bleeps now. Um, <laughs> if you were a regular guest on a regular show, we would have to cut you off now, but like, thankfully this is pre-taped. Oh, that's right, the three-dump minimum, yeah, 21 seconds. Exactly, right. and you were just rapid fire here. Well, real quickly, because I should have brought this up to DA and I forgot to, Joe D'Aloisio followed in your footsteps, who actually followed in Steve Morales' footsteps, in the long line of DA show, uh, assistant producers texted me that he too this fall suffered a concussion playing flag football, and he was afraid to admit it to DA. Uh, and that he was also out for a little bit of time as well. So this is actually a common thread among former DA show members. Sounds like a bunch of soft-ass That's all I sound. Well, he, I he is not fat, though. So you said it had to do with me being fat and soft. No, I mean, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to throw in the fact that you're fat. But you are soft. Okay, well, speaking of fat, I think our <laughs> listeners... I mean, this is ridiculous. What are we doing here? I have no idea. You called me. I I'm think, at work. I think our listeners... I'm at work looking, my, looking at my 401k, what I, what I want to invest in. You got me talking about how fat you are. I mean, what are we doing here? You're talking about how fat I am. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you to talk about how fat I am. I know, but I can't not talk to you and talk about how fat you are. It's just one, one uh, hand washes the other. Speaking of fat, our listeners probably should know that we actually, just a couple weeks ago, went out to dinner in the city on a Friday. We did. A little, little three-way date, me, you, and my wife. Yeah, we I'll went, tell you what, 
my new job offers like 25% off online divorce attorneys. Let me know if you need that hookup. Yeah, Danielle was having a rough night there. Holy shnikes. Yeah, that was not a that was not a good scene. She had a stern talking <laughs> to on the ride home as well. She came in uh, she came in off the I came out of work and she came in off a few cocktails on the Long Island Railroad and was yeah, not she was uh, into her cups. Yeah. Whew, she was not uh, she was throwing spewing hate at me that night. Yeah. But nonetheless, you took us out to dinner. Well, we went out to dinner, and you picked up the tab, which you didn't have to do, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Well, uh, I am a nice guy. You are a nice guy, but you did something that I think only my grandfather would do, and that you, you basically you sent food back. I didn't send it back. I, d- I refused to eat it, and I wanted to let the quote-unquote chef know yeah. that the food was garbage. Okay, so uh, let me just play the scenario out for our listeners real quick. Kenny sitting across from me and my wife, we each order food. And I'm not even going to name the establishment here because I think it's unfair to them because my meal was yeah. excellent. You order your food. It's a sandwich. It's a certain time. We'll just call it. It's, Nashville, a, it's a Nashville hot chicken. Nashville hot chicken. You order it and you take one bite. You are not a fan. You no. then thus call the waitress over to explain to her, not that you didn't like it necessarily, but that what she gave you was not Nashville hot chicken. And right. then you proceed to tell the waitress, I know it's not your fault, but you need to go back and tell the chef. And you named all the ingredients that he put in there and said, that's not Nashville hot chicken. This is Nashville hot chicken. And that's listed off the ingredients. I have to say, as funny as it was, it was very awkward and uncomfortable. You reminded me of something my grandfather would do. You took the extra limit to explain what was in it. Do you think that this woman, waitress, is going to go back and tell the chef, hey, this customer just wanted to let you know, this is actually in a Nashville hot chicken. No, she's not going to do that. Why even waste your breath? Because I had to let it be known that what they were falsely advertising as Nashville hot chicken was hot garbage and should not even be on the freaking menu because anyone who's actually had a Nashville hot chicken sandwich would be dis- as disgusted as I was with what they presented as a sandwich. So that's all it was. I, ju- I just wanted to make sure that I knew that they knew that they're full of bull and that sandwich was dog Jeez. It never ends with you, huh? You kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, so... She, she hates me from time to time. So, so. Now, now we've learned a thing or two. So if you follow the DA show for the first couple oh, of years... But also, how about the fact that they didn't take it off the tab? We didn't eat the thing. Right. I get the check, and I'm like, oh, I see you didn't take it off the uh, off the tab here. Yeah, and, and you kind of like looks at me. You called her out. You called her out on it. Well, then she threw her manager under the bus. Like, I don't give a shit about your manager. Take it off the freaking check here. <laughs> you know, you're just you're am I am I wrong? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Once you have made that statement, and you basically tell her she has to go tell the guy who gives her the food because she's just a waitress. The chef thinks he's in charge. She has to go out of the sentence mean, back to him. The term chef very loosely here. Guy who cooks is more or woman. <laughs> you don't think cooks. he's don't a chef? I, That's I mean, true. We we could be a woman. That's a good yeah. point. Man or woman behind there throwing copious amounts of awful seasoning onto chicken and calling it natural hot chicken. Oh, I'm sorry. We tiring you here? We're really yeah. boring you to death, huh, Ken? <laughs> it's a long day at work here, Maris. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. I guess. And then one more thing before we go, we just discussed it on side A. We made. The, we tried to do a big announcement. We were going to do it later in the week, but Bogus threw it under the bus. Your thoughts on me getting a crack? Oh, shocking on- that. Shocking that the square Bogus <laughs> something up. That's all he does. It's okay. Not the, it's not. If it's not in the square zone, he's out. If you're not aware of what happened, Kenny, we uh, we planned on at the end of the week announcing something that I had told you that I will be hosting, filling in for Amy Lawrence, making a triumphant return to Radio Overnight, Ooh. where me and you spent two long years at. Uh, I will be filling in, and we were going to wait to make this announcement. I was allowed to by both put something on Facebook, let you know, extended friends, family know. Bogus sees this. Turns and during Trash Tuesday, Trash's management for giving me an opportunity, and that was the way it was announced to our fans that I will be hosting. So he's a jerk for doing that. We went over that oh. in side A. 
What yeah. are your? Oh, how about how about the fact that Bogus turned down working overnight? So I don't want to hear anything from him. You stay doing your update thing. Let other people who have aspirations of hosting host. Whoa, Kenny throwing Whoa. shade. Shot, shots fired. Shots. Okay, I hope Andrew Bogus listens to this because you just. You really brought it to him, but I want to get your opinion, honest opinion. You, yeah. uh, me hosting an overnight, what do you, or a couple overnights here, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's good for you. I mean, you've been, you know, the Pony's been out for a trot for, what have you been there, five years now? This, uh, yeah, we're completing year five of the DA show. Yeah, I'm on my third job since, you know, you've been at the DA show. <laughs> Stability is something you like, huh? <laughs> I, you know, I like to think of it as uh, upward mobility and progression. Uh, no, I'm happy for you. I mean, I think the show is going to be, you know. Let's, uh, it's not going to be the most highly touted or highly rated radio show in the history of sports talk radio. But Gee, thanks. It's going to be better than the option of Nanos or whoever else they were going to throw in there. Uh, so I'm happy for you. It'll be, uh, it'll be a good opportunity for you. If you need a, a guest, uh, make sure you, you can give me a shout. Uh, I might be drunk, and you may have to have a board op who's quick on the dump button. Well, but. this was not a good audition for you. Let's just say that. Because the editing I'm going to have to put into this, and now you add live, that's going to be a disaster. Audition? I worked in radio, sports radio for four and a half years. Now i got to audition for you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like <laughs> that. Host, I meant you dropped 15 F-bombs already. Yeah, because it's a podcast. I know that you actually have to go back and do this afterwards. I've been on with DA before. The fact that you have the audacity to say that I'm auditioning, i got to drive down to Hudson and Houston and smack the <laughs> out of you. Well, that's uh, that's Kenny Brock for you, ladies. Also, let's talk about oh, real quick, real quick. Um, okay. Who is leading the NFC? You're right. You know what? I, I you know what? Let me haunt, tap my shoulders here, and say we have you on. That's a terrible job by being in this. You know, ten minutes or so that we're shocking, doing. Shocking that you suck at producing. Shocking. Your Philadelphia Eagles look like the team that's probably going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I still think the Rams will go over Philly. Well, we'll find out. they play each other. What next? I think we travel to a couple weeks, right? Yeah, I, and I think the Goff Wentz rivalry is going to be a lot of fun. I, I yeah, really do because I, I think both those guys are good. I like McVay's offense, but I mean, are you you're you're an Eagle fan that's been born in disappointment? You think this is the year? I am all in on this 2000 and what year is it? 17 Eagle squad. Uh, I think they've shown a lot. I mean, they've lost a ton of guys to injury. I mean, we lost our starting left tackle Peters. He's done for the year. We lost Darren Sproles. We lost Jordan Hicks. Hicks. Ronald Dar- uh, Darby's been out for basically the entire season, and yet that defense is probably, I would say, top three in the NFL in overall defense. Yeah, defensive I mean, they, line makes teams pay for sure. They do, and you don't have to blitz a lot of guys. And you know, you got some uh, Darby's coming back off uh, injury this week, and you know, Malcolm Jenkins has all of a sudden found the fountain of youth. And uh, you know, I just think that secondary is probably the biggest question. That and you know how Vita is going to hold up on the offensive line, but. I don't, I don't see a lot of flaws currently, and I will. I think you and I had this discussion many a night. Excuse me. Wow. Um, yeah, I just ate lunch. Uh, about me being disappointed with the Eagles moving up to trade Carson Wentz. Okay, all right. You're going to own up on this. I was going to bring oh, this up. Okay. Oh, I, I don't know. Without question. I'm not going to say that I was wrong until he wins a Super Bowl. When he does <laughs> win. <laughs> when, no, 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 so no, were no, the no, Dolphins no. wrong in drafting Dan Marino? I mean, come on. I mean, did they win a Super Bowl? I mean, what's? I mean, are we happy going to four straight NFC championships and losing in a Super Bowl? Well, I, fair I don't know. Fair enough. I, that's just me. I, I don't want another NFC championship run. I want a damn Super Bowl title that I have never had in my life, and I'm sick and tired of not having one. So if Wentz brings that, I will eat live crow on the air, and you can bring bring the crow in from wherever the hell you want. You can grab it from Central Park, one of the pigeons that in your face. 
when you're down at uh, Central Park. I will eat that sucker happily. Hold on. Are you being dead serious? We can bring crow in and you will eat it on the air if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. If it's cooked, yeah. Cooked Cooked crow. Cooked crow. Well, there you had. Last year, I had to go and bird seed the Central Park because the Giants lost. Now we have it. Now we have a rooting interest for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl on the show. Yeah, uh, dude, I will eat happily. Okay. All right. The sad part is when we go back and pull the tape, it's going to have 34 bleeps in there because of everything you've spewed here in Site B. (laughs) But we have it nonetheless. All right. So you have a deal. That is a deal. That is absolutely a deal. And on that note, I have to go because I have to actually do real work here. (laughs) What time's your train? Uh, 2.30? I mean... No, I got a couple sports minutes to produce here. If you could see the eye rolls going on right now. (sighs) All right. Well, do you want to give any plugs? Are you totally private in your social media life? No, you can... Follow me on Twitter if you want. I mean, I don't work in sports anymore. We should put that caveat. Uh, but I'm still online talking smack about anything from Porzingis trying to back down LeBron last night to, you know, Ohio State making me want to kill myself two weeks ago at Iowa. So oh, A lot of hot takes from Kenny. All right, so what is your Twitter handle? fair points. Uh, what is it now? I don't even know. I don't oh. even know. It's like Kung Fu something, right? Kung Fu KB. That's what it is. Kung Fu KB on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kenny, very much. And you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.